Yo, 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 yo. Can you hear me? There it is. My bad. What's good, G? Yo, what's good, dog? What's good, dog? No, you're you're completely chilling. You're completely chilling. I'm I'm dead ass loading a bowl real quick. So give me like a hot yeah. second. No, that's not a bad uh, idea. Myself, I should probably go do that. Let's do that. We're in sync. Uh, right. Oh, by the way, I've been recording, but don't worry. I keep this shit uncensored because this is what the kids need. They need to know that it's completely okay, kids, to be smoking weed in your mid twenties. We're in our mid twenties. You're twenty six too, right? Twenty five, but he. You'll get there. You'll get yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the other room, so I'm going to put my headphones off real quick. I'll be right back in like two seconds. I need the like same thing. Thank you. Smoke weed every day. All right. Hold on. Let's hold on. get it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A nigga needs a glass of water. I get the, I get the worst dry <laughs> mouth, my boy. That's on me. That's on me. On. <laughs> All right, let's get ready to fucking rumble. I'm pulling up the notes app right now just to keep us on track. You're... Um, you like those topics, by the way? Unreal, love them. <laughs> Let's go, dude, bro. Your girlfriend has the right has the right idea, bro. That 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 picture you took for your company, that shit's sweet. What the hell? <laughs> With the Nike logo, I see you. you know, I see you. Just put the polos. Just <laughs> no. I mean, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in work attire, it better be comfortable. You know, I feel that. I feel that. You look like you're very clean, very clean, very clean, clean. Mister. So fresh and so clean, clean. It's like you look like you're ready for a fucking tennis match my boy but we love it we love it that's why i'm from all right all right all right all right um let me go ahead and just start off the intro to get this energy going one two three welcome back everybody to the best fucking podcast in the world you know damn well you know damn well this is chris rock's favorite podcast you know damn well this is will smith's favorite podcast and you know damn um, well, this is G.I. Jane's favorite podcast. Oops, I mean Jada Pinkett Smith. Welcome to the Secret Public Plan. <laughs> Guys, this is season two. Sorry for the hiatus. Last episode was, I think, May 21st. But we're back in 2022, better than ever. For the first episode of season two. Oh, by the way, what season two has in store is that now I am the main host, Malumbo. Don't worry, Caleb Combs will come back as a special guest host in a couple other future episodes. But today, you just have my sweet sweet, audible, buttery voice, and you're going to fucking deal with it. But today's special <laughs> guest today is the yeah. boy Xander. And he's going to introduce himself here in a bit. But as per usual, we're going to be starting off their code names and plan life. What's good, everybody? My code name today is I Am Slappy. And my plan in life to save the world's comedian from being hit by a man that played Muhammad Ali in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the tin man, and I'm here to give everyone uh, the tins, I guess. Give them the tins. Give them the tins. Explain to them. Explain to them. Why are you the tin man? I spent the last six months living in Denver working on this project for these edible this edible company with these metal tins just twisting tins all day every day but it was a uh, it was a good oh, it was a good time <laughs> sounds like a good time for a minute yeah. for a minute there i thought you chose the tin man because dorothy stays thick but uh enough of that uh, <laughs> 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 uh nothing that nothing that you know the hose already know he doesn't have a heart okay i'm done with the tin man puns i'm done oh, with them God. all right but xander chambers he's one of my boys from college literally day one of the day ones also one of the homies in greek life he's a co-owner and founder of Al. oh my god i'm gonna fuck up your company saying aligar 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 a custom branded packaging and promotional products company his passions include cryptocurrency specifically decentralized finance and we know each other from college and 
took like every sociology class there was in that fucking school got woke together you already know thank you so much xander for coming on to the podcast i'm happy to be here thank you for thanks for inviting me bro this is the second time we did this the first time <laughs> it blew up i don't know something happened but i'm, I'm glad and, uh, the audio got lost in a, in a tornado let's yeah, just tell the people that that's what happened <laughs> but i'm glad to be back i'm glad to, i'm hyped to do this welcome everybody to the secret public plan season two we're with here with our illustrious guest xander chambers and xander before we start any podcast we like to ask our guests to uh say uh let's get it let's go let's get it let's go let's get it let's go so xander let's just start this off with catching up a little bit so what's the craziest thing that's happening to you in 2022 how's 2022 treating you this is what the podcast is about just catch catch up with the homies because we're fucking zillennials millennials i don't fucking know what generation we are but we're part of the generation where we're all busy as fuck. I know my friends, I'm sure you feel me. I know my friends love me. I know like we would love to be, we would love to be like that sitcom, classic stereotype, close-knit friend group where everybody's, you know, (laughs) always at each other's house Monday through fucking Friday, but we're fucking busy these days. We're we're the only generation that has to feel that. So this is how we connect, catch up with our people. So hit me. Yeah, I mean, your first question, the craziest thing I guess that happened so far was probably catching myself, having myself live in Denver while paying for an apartment in Miami just because business you never know what, what life's gonna throw at you in business did you have to get an Airbnb or something no thank god my business partner lives there so I was I was living on his couch honestly what I learned from it is that you know you take what life gives you and you go with that and you make the best of it and this too shall pass in bad situations make the best of what you got you know I don't know life has given me a lot of crazy women I, I, I said no to a lot of that I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> 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 did you see that one shit i posted on my story um about that that fucking text i got my girl called me a fuck boy oh wait no i need to hear about this go in oh bro fucking <laughs> my love life is a mess my dog is it hasn't really changed don't understand why i'll find a beautiful i'll find a beautiful girl everything seems great but there's just this one thing i'm just like nope just in my head, I'm like, don't do it. There's always a better girl on some fuckboy shit. I don't know why I have this uh, mindset. I <laughs> I blame two and a half men, bro. I blame two and a half men. <laughs> Fucking Charlie hey, Sheen Charlie was like my idol as a kid. You know, I was chilling with this girl. Everything was, you know, everything was nice and dandy. We do we'd be doing the smashing, you know. I'm doing I'm doing ellipticals on her back. Um <laughs> but <laughs> and um damn bro. Okay, so I kind of fucked up like in the middle of it, because bro, I'm telling you when she had the grip grip she had the grippy grip uh, and i no. asked if she wanted to be my girlfriend while i was hitting her missionary uh, um ooh, I, was con- <laughs> I was confused <laughs> i was confused i i was confused you were like ah i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> bruh, I'm, bruh, but it'd be like that sometimes you know you're yeah. like damn like i can really just give up my life for this person right now this feels so good bruh bruh and then like the you know the worst part happened she said fucking yes um and i was like ah shit so you got got i got got i got got i got played and like the girl was cool she had a very interesting date ideas that held and i'm even stealing to this day i've never done a paint and sip before and that's what we were fucking doing damn i've never been to a paint and sip <laughs> it's so lit. You just get drunk while painting, bro. Sounds I feel fire. like that's Sounds fire. way better than grade school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Painting sober is so stupid. TBH, hot, not even a hot.
hot take, lukewarm take at best. <laughs> That's what they should have been doing. We should they should have been feeding us that the, the little sip. a small a small sippy cup of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, motherfucking um, yeah. Then the next day she calls me and she was like, "So did you mean uh, what you said? You know, I know we're both really busy and a relationship would be like a lot of time because she was entertainment as well. Because my literally my saving grace, bro. I fucking jumped on that. I'm like, you're completely right. <laughs> yeah, you're so I was like, you're good. I don't know what we were thinking. completely fucking right don't know what i don't know what i was thinking yeah let's take it slow because like this is gonna be this is gonna be a secret i'm probably gonna reveal off air actually i could just say it now and i'll just like bleep it out so you're (laughs) bored i'll just bleep it out yeah yeah um so my my boy my boy uh this summer um and this summer uh your boy got chosen in season four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Let's fuck. Wait, fucking go, bro. Let's go, my nigga. Shouts out to King, bro. That's the kid. Yo, let's go. Remember the kid. Big for the brand. You can bleep out everything and jump back in when we start celebrating, talking about it's big for the brand. That's it. <laughs> uh, bro, it's dummy big for the brand, bro. Only took me about three years. To, to, only took three years to be in LA. So let's go, my nigga. I want my check mark, god damn it. Yeah, let's give you your roses while you're here, huh? Come on. Bro, bro. Come on, bro. Like that's that's fucking that's fucking huge, kid. Like Thank you, King. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Give me one more to process it. I'm not going to say anything else so we don't ruin it. We can, like, wow. Yo, I hope everyone who's listening now, like, it's like, yo, I, I was here before, before the fame. Like, <laughs> trust day one. Only day ones become guests on the podcast. Hell, the reason I started this was when, like, eventually, because you see me working, my nigga. Like, I'm really trying my best to move this cloud up from the ground up. You yeah, see it me, bro. With, it's, it started with the classroom, and then it turned to the Instagram. Like, you were you were pulling the cloud in the classroom, like, <laughs> bro, bro. I let niggas know. Like, I was just like, I remember people hitting me up saying, like, bro, what are you doing? Doing. like not even being like specific you know like sometimes <laughs> niggas will offer advice but like no like i i, I, yeah. don't, know, maybe, I, I don't know maybe i just have tough friends but they would it's not even advice they just be like nigga what is you doing bro, <laughs> i've mad respect for like staying in the same lane and like to switch it up to like, adjust but like staying in the same lane and not like switching up your style or anything like along those lines bro like actually mad props i know i'm Thank sure you, you got i'm sure you hate along the way whatever a lot <laughs> yeah, bro, like, that that news that you just told me solidified everything like, that's dope to see thank you man like I, I i it was the politics thing like sure at the end of the day i was just trying to show people all around like the parts of malumbo i didn't see I, I just didn't see like my type of ideas out there bro you already know yeah and then you know adding the comedy to a bit because i'm a funny i'm a funny nigga you know what i mean like sure i want to teach people but i i I also prefer like when i walk in a room that i'm making people smile so it was trying to do that same combination and and, like i was working really hard on that and i don't know but i was still a fuck boy on the side so i think that's why they really picked me up (laughs) i don't think it was the intelligence i don't think it was the intelligent funny tiktoks at all they're just on a nigga's fucking social media and seeing this nigga talk literally have a different fucking on his fucking story they're like he's perfect (laughs) so i think the way that you come about the politics thing like comical side to it like 
is the only way you can do it nowadays. It's it's too it's too cutthroat without that. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Everyone's too everyone's too on edge. If without like a side of comedic relief, what what like with what you're doing, it, it, people can't do it nowadays. I don't know. No, that's fucking real. Honestly, like I even did it because I hated how complicated politics were. Like sometimes I kept watching them. Like even in the sociology classes, like. Even when we talk to other study groups, like the best way how we did it was just simplifying it into like real people talk. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, they're saying this, but like, how does the average person like understand this? Like using real world fucking scenarios and shit. Facts. And like, that's what inspired me. I'm like, damn, my guys, it's not that deep. All right. <laughs> Rich people mad. Like, it's not that deep. Like, <laughs> nah, bro. Like even like far right people, bro, like would get me confused. That's what even inspired political spectrum. They'll be yeah. like, no, it's the fucking politicians. I'm like, who pays the politicians, my nigga? Why are you making it more complicated? <laughs> like, like these niggas get switched out like every other term. Like you can't blame the niggas who are temporary. Mm-hmm. You blame the niggas that are permanent, bro. That's mm-hmm. just common sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> like money like you can't vote out money my bro <laughs> like pretty it's yeah. like <laughs> like those, those are the niggas who are the bosses bro like open your eyes my dude <laughs> people, people people are they're not ready for that yet <laughs> nah nah you know what i think it is bro i think it's just it's that it, people have made it to a meme but like a lot of niggas like don't get me wrong. Strive and prosper. That's what we're doing. Like, I'm always proud of you for starting you for starting your own company. Like, I, I, I wish. Nah, bro. That's fucking amazing. Yo, you're you're e- you're easily like the most successful with their own small time business. I know personally out of my friend group. To, so it's not just me. I have a great business partner that he ain't on this podcast. You take you take all the credit. He ain't on this podcast. but but, uh what i was going what i was going with that is is that like we're all we're all striving we're all working hard we're all trying to find what what we consider success but but when it comes to um but when it comes to those conversations where people want to blame everything but the money, I think is those comes from the types who think they're just they're temporarily embarrassed billionaires, bro. They yeah. think it's going to happen to them one day. So they don't want to talk too much shit about the position. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Like, I'm not I'm not telling anybody not to strive for greatness. But I think I, don't know, I think some some people have a warped idea of success. You know what I mean? Like success to me is 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 seeing dummy views on a video I worked really hard on. Uh, it's seeing dummy streams on a song I worked really hard on. It's getting recognition for doing those things. It's fucking maybe getting a, a check mark. You know, I've, yeah, I have these things that I call accomplishing I, them. That's in the simplest sense. Setting goals and like you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. once you, like accomplishing your goals, that's that's successful. However big or small those goals are, that's successful. And like you have like your small goals that you're accomplishing, and then slowly but surely getting towards your big goals and whatever that may be, whether that's money or things or whatever you know what i mean you know what i'm saying don't get me wrong if you're going to do something go all the way but yeah to really start off anything it's those small little successes that you keep on building up because i see too many people think too big mm-hmm. and they get way too burnt out because they realize how far that really big thing really is like what were your breadcrumbs what made you keep pushing yourself what, what was that journey like for you man because i know a lot of, i definitely have a lot of listeners mm-hmm. who are trying to start their own businesses right now but they yeah. they, they haven't really heard like a real hero's journey you know so many niggas just say like kim kardashian like <laughs> just got work hard you know yeah you no know? i mean there's a it's it's more than just working hard you have to have a plan you have to have a goal and you have to know what you're like working towards like 
at first because and you can't just have one goal right because if you have one goal once you reach it then what what are you going to do after that you have to set goals but while you're setting goals keep looking towards the future i think the problem is a lot of people what were yours what were your goals what um, were your goals i mean my first one was to just be my own boss that was the first thing i i I remember like telling everyone that i knew in college give me a year (laughs) and i'm gonna be my own boss like promise (laughs) never bet again xander let's go king (laughs) (laughs) and accomplish that goal but you know definitely could have whether or not could have done my job for a little bit longer through the pandemic and just stuck it out but like I, i at the time i was just like that was my goal was to be my own boss and when the when COVID happened, I just saw we me and my partner saw the opportunity to just hit the hard reset on on everything along with sure a lot of other people just both jumped in full time and that was like the first goal accomplished is be our own boss so, and that and that thing you know so you for for you COVID was successful for me COVID it's, that's what you're saying for me personally and I know this is I know COVID affected a lot of people for me personally COVID was the best time period one of the best time periods of my life because I turned I <laughs> I jumped I I made a complete jump in my life I went from a nine to five job in San Francisco doing recruiting for a tech company I wasn't very happy wasn't really doing much with my life like I, I was just were you good? Were, were you were you good at the job, or did the job just suck? No, I wasn't good at the job. I I was doing <laughs> I was doing this. I was honestly like I've looking back on it, it 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 was my fault. Like I I was really focused on building this company, and I was using them as a as a means to an end. So I wasn't focused on them, and I was just doing a job that really needed attention and focus. So when I saw the opportunity to leave and do what I wanted to do full time, it was a win win because like they were just dragging me along because they knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to do. It was just getting to the place where I could. I was stuck in San Francisco paying fucking ungodly rent. That was that's really what was, that was, what was holding me back, bro. Never again. Those Never major again. cities, bro. That's the trap. <laughs> the major cities. <laughs> Paying, paying ungodly rent in San Francisco, watching yeah. homeless people shit outside your window. Yeah, huh? The day that I moved into my apartment, mm. on God, I have the video I can send you after this. I watched a homeless guy o- overdose. Please. F- walk, Bruh. Watched them load the guy into the, into the van. Just Bruh. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. Hey, welcome to San Francisco. Let's Bro, go. You know there's people that walk around with vests that say cleanup crew, and they just their job is to just pick up needles and shit all day? What the fuck? In San Francisco? In San Francisco, yeah. It's Are they like, bro, it's is like a volunteer? Wait, there needs to be a new name. You know, like what, like Chirac, like what's San Francisco? San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. Uh, let's see. There's Chirac. Uh, there's Pence Killvale. There's Pence Killvale, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of Philadelphia before. Oh, my um, God. Fucking, what, what would San Francisco be? Fuck. Bro, uh, like San, Fra- San Francisco, maybe Fran- San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, honestly, that that's that's a good one. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that sounds homophobic, though. I don't know. Yeah, no, that I guess I guess that, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah, not San Francisco, <laughs> something else. But yo, and then on the day that I was leaving, so I have this big D Wade signed jersey, mm-hmm. and like I was like, how am I gonna get this home? So I had to walk it from my apartment to 
the UPS storage was like four blocks away. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking, walking, walking. And like picture like a, let me see, like a five by eight frame, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. decent size frame. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking like right in front of my face. So it's kind of covering where I'm walking. Mm-hmm. Bro, and I'm walking, walk, and I stepped in a pile of human shit. Mm-hmm. Just a giant pile of shit. And no. I was so mad. I was so like, thank God. That was the day before I was leaving. No. Was the day before I was I was like, I won't be coming back for a while. But I was living in a bad – I was living in I'd, – I'd moved there without, like, seeing where I was living. So, like, there was definitely parts of it. Like, I had friends that lived there in, like, the marina that was beautiful. Like, unbelievable. Like, you would never even understand what I'm talking about if you lived over there. So, it's just, like, mm. a very different two sides to the city. Um, I've never been to San Francisco. Low-key. Low-key. I may be the laziest fucking traveler in the world. <laughs> there are just so – there are so many fucking cities that, like, I'm kind of happy – with the idea of dying and never visiting, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's like, uh, like, like a place really has to like all around entice me to like ever for me to like spend my money there. And I've never heard like the cons have never outweighed the pros for San Francisco. Like I could die happy, never seeing the golden gate birds. Like it's just a fucking bridge. <laughs> you know? I will say it's the like, best weather my favorite weather in, in the country besides South Florida. No. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's like the, it's, it's just sweater weather year round. Like that's all you get. And every, every now and then you get some like sun and some, you can throw in some shit. That's fucking stuff. garbage, bro. You just said your favorite weather. You bro, like sweaters? Your sweater gang? Bro, it was so cozy. Bro. I mean, I guess I wouldn't, I guess for like a year it was nice. I guess over longer than that, living full time there. I don't know how, uh, yeah, it would be, I guess it would be much different. But I, I actually liked uh, it. I like, I liked being, I like, I wear hoodies every single day. Mm-hmm. Hoodie mm-hmm. and shorts are what I wear every single day. Unless I have to throw in, on a hard shirt to go. Even even in Miami? Yeah, even in Miami right now? Yeah, because when I'm okay. working, I'd throw <laughs> But, the, I mean, if I, step, <laughs> if I, if I go, have to go somewhere far or walk somewhere, like, I'll obviously not wearing a hoodie in 80 degrees and humidity. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh motherfucking um motherfucking uh i'm a baby to the cold bro i'm the that there's a reason why i chose la honestly like my two one i only considered states that uh had legal marijuana yeah. and uh because i'm never going through a personal dealer again i'm fine i'm i'm happy with the idea that i don't have to pretend to be friends with my weed dealer yeah i can't do anything below 60 degrees anymore i i, I get seasonal depression like crazy yeah but uh besides that point you hit on something uh re- really integral in your talk about setting goals and what took you to start your business you're already making the plans for this while working your main job you're already spending a significant amount of time you you weren't like one of these stories, like one of these romantic stories that people like to talk about all the time about I quit my job and uh, I, I quit my job and I to start my business and it was successful. Like it gives people the idea that they they quit their job and start from nothing. And it was an instant success in one or two yeah. weeks. No, it's a it's a slow it's a slow build. Like it's yeah. something I it's something I realized even working music and you're telling me this is like just all around for business like. Is that, is that facts? Yeah. I mean, it's the same everywhere. I mean, first of all, the, the power of like, when I say like setting goals, the power of like visualizing your goals. Like I'm a firm believer in like visualization and manifestation. Like I think that when you, what do you mean by that? Like what you talk into existence, like what what you focus on, whether like nothing spiritual, just like what you focus on is what you're going to like set your mind on. And what you have when like the mind is a very, when it, when it gets an idea that it really likes and really mm. thinks about all the time, that's what you're going to eventually work towards it mm. in some way or another. Mm. And, and going off of that, how, 
what made you even want to invest this side time? Did you know it was going to be something you were eventually going to jump ship to? Was this something that you just started because you just had an interest in just fucking, I don't know, organization? It seems like a lot of logistics, my nigga. Like <laughs> I'm, I, I, the boy may have gone his master's in law school, but you don't go, you don't do that shit if you're good with numbers. So yeah. you're a fucking savant to me. <laughs> I mean, my business partner is great. He's an, he was an economics major. He, so he's like really good with the numbers. And, and stuff like that. Mm. He, he keeps us on point much more than I do with that stuff. Uh, but w- yeah, like we, we had plan. We like our plan was always like, we're going to work and like set aside some money to like make this what we do full time because of, we don't want to work for anyone besides ourselves. Like that's the end goal. We thought it was, we thought it was going to be a lot longer than what the opportunity presented was like, have to work why is that just because like i i thought we were gonna have to build up a pot I mean, you need a lot more money than we obviously anticipated to to start a business a successful business and you know i mean we didn't what would you well, no no give me those numbers give me those numbers you're acting a little I mean, shy like uh, if you have to, i mean it, it really it depends on what you do it depends on what you do because you can do an online business with you start an online business with like almost nothing oh what up my g we found that out. Yeah, no. I also, I, I, I also realized I haven't seen you in a minute. So I was like, "Yo, I got my screen. What's good?" Yeah. You already know the boy got the glasses. The nigga has to look smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's the D Wade poster I was talking about right there. You see how big that is? That's that shit is clean. clean that shit is clean. Is it, and it's signed. Yeah, unlike the unlike the three part D Wade the go. I forgot what, we, what we were talking about, though. You threw me off when you jumped on video. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. You're a personal nigga, so I thought this would make everything all around comfortable. Better. What were your thoughts beforehand that made you think it was going to be so much more? Were you just budgeting super well? Were things just a lot cheaper? Was it connections? Yeah. Was it we advice? Thought, like, what, thought, what was it? We just thought, honestly, that we were going to start it. And we were gonna make money. I mean, we we changed <laughs> gangster. <laughs> we changed like business plans a lot of time, quite a few times. Like what we really do, and like our 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 plan, we changed it so many times. I mean, we started as a all encompassing e commerce agency, sourcing fulfillment, digital marketing. Cause we were focused on like Amazon stores and shit like that, and that was just like casting such a wide net and not being able to niche down and figure out what we were what we could sell to people wait 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 that wasn't already a niche making fucking online stores for amazon for people who want to shop on amazon i mean there is but like it's not really it's not really big enough there's not enough there's not enough there wasn't enough money and it it was just it, it was too much of an uphill battle why make it more difficult for yourself so we've decided to pivot and to focus drop the digital marketing stuff and really just focusing on product sourcing and then if they if people need order fulfillment for the products that we source. Um, and mm. that being like, if they ordered these jars and they wanted to put their logo on the top of the jar and send it to every single one of their customers for, with some M&Ms inside, we would get the M&Ms for them, get the stickers to put on top, fill them up, package them and mail them out in a box to every single one of their customers or whatever. So that's like fulfillment. So two really in hand and in line things and the digital marketing. I honestly just like digital marketing. You can never please anyone. No one's ever happy enough with like their, their campaign. You could always do better. Well, my, my friend always has a store who did, you know, this much, this many click throughs with this much dollars. Like, why didn't I get that? Well, because your product sucks and your website's fucking shit. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but yeah, yeah and, then, I, and then so we dropped so we dropped digital marketing, and um, then we started really focusing on sourcing, and then we found our two niches, where which is automobile dealerships, product like promo products, and cannabis packaging. Those are like our two big niches. And then we do, we work with like everything in between. We work with, remember Boone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, I remember yeah, Boone. Yeah. So him and Ben Medali have a hair gel company that's great. I'll, I'll grab it after this. I'll show you. I'd use it every single day. It's a great product. I just, not, like shameless plug. Maybe, maybe it'll work for me. Maybe I'll throw it on the locks. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make, myself, make my shit look like Goku. Shameless plug. It's like a natural hair gel. So it's super nice. And we've been working, we've been talking for a while trying to figure out like how to work together and we actually just helped them get their some aluminum packaging more eco-friendly 90% re- recycled plastic or 90% recycled aluminum excuse me and uh mm. that's going to be their new packaging moving forward so hyped to help them out so we we do pretty much everything in between but what i was talking about with the casting a big net before we decided to really shrink it down to focus our sales on cannabis packaging because smoke weed and automobile dealership promo products because garrett's family has some connections to that and i'm in south florida where you turn a corner and there's a dealer there's a dealership <laughs> every single corner in south florida so how does it, how does it feel to be responsible for mike tyson probably be, being able to be high every day how does yeah, that feel? I, I wish I would supply. <laughs> like he's not killing people. Like it's, if, I always stop. <laughs> if I was supplying Mike Tyson with his weed packaging, I would be ecstatic. But I, <laughs> there was this one video going around um, after the Will Smith slap. Um, fucking, um, no. it was like Mike Tyson hugging the dude. No, do you see that? So no. um, fuck. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I could find. I wish I could find this video, bro. I got to get on Twitch, dude, so I can start mm. like fucking casting videos and. Shit. that's next up i'll be doing these live streams that people be telling me you gotta go on twitch you have the personality yeah, for it i'm twitch. just like bro you should you 100 bro I, I have a i have a mac from 2012 bro we're still i'm still trying to get my bag one day though one day one. though slowly but surely <laughs> slowly but fucking surely um but that mike though but uh <laughs> but mike though but mike though yeah no he so mike tyson pulls up to the stand-up saying the stand-up comedian show and a fan sees him walk in so the fan walks to mike tyson hey mike i'm a huge fan let's fight he's trying to fight mike tyson and all mike tyson's boys tried pushing him out then this nigga pulls out a gun what? What <laughs> he pulls bro he pull he pulls out a he pulls out a gun on mike, on mike tyson on fucking mike tyson dude. <laughs> i'm like, like and the fucking comedian's like trying to kick him out and like like everybody's all you know everybody in the crowd is like ducking under the table pull the fucking gun i'm like damn bro i'm just trying to laugh bro <laughs> like i'm not trying to Wait, scream so what, happened? so what happened was gets up close to mike tyson and mike gets up to and hugs the guy puts he the gun away he everything gets, he didn't shoot him right he just oh. he, he didn't shoot mike tyson oh, i thought like, you were about to tell me mike tyson got shot and i didn't hear about it no 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 like mike tyson just dead as just hugged the fool bro and i'm just like dude that's what that's this, a is, legend this right is what happened bro smoking weed every day hanging out with fucking parakeets that's the mike tyson that we have fucking that's the mike tyson that we have fucking today and honestly like like mike tyson knew this guy was just dealing with some into like in some insecurities like some home life stuff yeah. it wasn't like like tmz was saying like he was doing this to to elevate himself i see it as like 
you know, you, uh, a fan sees Michael Jordan and asks him for a one-on-one, one-on-one game. Like, yeah. let's play one-on-one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was a the joke. Dude, w- it was a joke. It like started as a joke. Like, I'm sure he probably walked up to him and was like, "Yo, like, let's fight." And then like everyone took it seriously. No, he, was, he was he was serious. Like he was like touching <laughs> on him. That's why I think like he was probably one not all right yeah, there in the head. He definitely. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And if he was trying to elevate himself, like TMZ said, obviously some shit's not going on in his life. And what it thought would elevate him was fucking getting the shit beat out of him by my. Mike Tyson, bro, and that's some fucking. I'd, I I hope to never be that low, my boy. Sound <laughs> like, bad. Hope he hope he gets better soon. <laughs> yeah, trust, trust. But um, yeah. So you give Mike Tyson uh, his weed. That's what we've established. Um, no, no, no. But like, no. I want I want to I want to hit that I want to hit that core that question that I had. Let's, you having such a large estimation beforehand was because you had a more general idea, or you were folk. You, you had role models who did a more general service or built more into a general service. But what you realize going into it to make a successful business is by first having a clear target niche audience. So you're recognizable, you're successful, you're successful within that. And then maybe come time with now you have more and more investments, you can branch out to other things. You can conquer more things. Is that pretty much what I'm, uh, is what I'm understanding? A hundred percent. I had a a business mentor one time say, who told all of Garrett and I, this was something that helped us turn around. He's like, if you can't describe literally every single thing about what your customer, the the average person that buy that would buy from you does, like where they hang out, what they do online, where they spend their time, literally who that person is. If you don't know your customer like that, you you can't sell a product. You can't sell what mm. you can't sell a service. You can't sell anything. So and and mm. I think that's extremely true because you have to know where where like where what and how you're like you're gonna sell and you know what I mean. Can kind of see the similarities with what I kind of had yeah. before when I was doing my entertainment journey like I, at first I was just trying to get comfortable on the camera and I was talking about a subject that I was studying every day in class yeah. okay I just read this it's fresh in my head you've been there since the beginning so you've even seen how my opinions have changed you yeah. know what I mean like but at first I was just verbatim just like respecting the teachers that taught us as fucking see you boulder and yeah. just trying to get comfortable on camera all around through that journey I realized I couldn't be I'm not fucking Rachel Maddow what do people <laughs> like about me you know like yeah. I know I, like, ass. like yeah. I have to think about it like why do my friends hang out with yeah. me? like why do people like talking to me I, I make I, I make them laugh I make them I make them smile uh, I, you know what I mean I I, yeah. I, I, I crazy fucking stories and they make a flagrant you know what I mean like I, I'm I'm just like that so I'm like okay why am I not bringing the things that makes me uniquely me into the things that I'm creating and I'm, I'm making this sound easy to the people who are going to be listening to this but <laughs> it sounds easy because it's in theory it's so practical it makes so much sense like why would you not but then when you start actually doing it and you realize how hard it is to actually make money you start to, to twist the ways that you think you can make money instead of staying in what you can do and that's why i was saying like mass respect staying what you can do and the money came because that's exactly what happens if you stick to your plan and your action for long enough it's a correct plan obviously like you have to adjust and you have to make adjustments if you stick to your plan like eventually something will unfold that allows you to take advantage of the opportunity of what you've been setting up for that long and by then you already fucking know what you're doing it should be 
easy for you to jump on the opportunity. How did you find your target audience? Like, did it come through? What what, what did it come about? Did it come through friends? Did, did you already know? Friends for sure. Hundred Okay, friends. But did no, you already no, know your industry beforehand? You're a knowledgeable guy. Like, knowing you, you know sports. Do you know fashion? <laughs> did that feel? Because I feel like with my role models are so big and I feel sometimes it gets connected. I can't do what they do. Yeah. Well, my mom, my mom's in the industry. Um, she does mm-hmm. promotional products for like small businesses and stuff. She helped. She's like been a, a role model, an incredible help. That's how we got started originally. Like we were selling products on Amazon through buying through her. I'm selling poop bag dispensers for dog shaped as fire hydrants on Amazon. That's going to be my partner. <laughs> if you if you bought fire hydrant shaped red fire hydrant shaped dog bags in like 2019, it was probably from us. <laughs> okay, that's a fucking niche. That's a fucking need. All right. So the mom's already teaching. Shouts out to the mom. Shouts out to the mom. She sells like she- pens, um, pens, cups, t-shirts, hats, marketing products for brand for small businesses, brand themselves and stuff like that. So we took that and tried to focus on the things that we we enjoy and or we where we could make money. And not the easiest one was obviously the connections that we have for the car dealership stuff. So that was a no-brainer. The only way to make money there is promo products. We try to figure out a way. My favorite like business saying is like sell the shovels, not the dig for the gold. I like that. I like that. I like <laughs> that. that that's fire. Into like sales of the business because that way you're never you're in a sense recession proof because as long as their customer is selling their product, you're always going to make money because promo products. It's the first thing to go in any type. Of- so you're talking about be, being friends with the manufacturers is a lot more of a successful route for a business. No. So, yeah, I mean, you always want to try to make, right. you always want to try to make a friendly relationship with your manufacturer because at the end of the day, it's it's a hand in hand relationship. You can't do business without them. They can't do business without you. But you they could always drop you because they're a manufacturer so you always have to play nice by the way but um who do you who do you look up to you know yeah um i mean i read i try to read as much as i can but the there's a few books that really helped me thinking fast and slow is a really good one by daniel Mm -hmm. conman this is a great book i think very far this is a must read for everyone exactly what to say is if you are in sales absolutely a must read and uh read out read out that title and author 100 100 because some of these exactly rules what are, are audio phil only m. jones exactly what to say by phil m jones and thinking fast and slow by daniel kahneman two absolutely key books this one is a little bit more on like the theory and thought side just like the two give give the people like uh one to two sentences three to five sentences on what you took from each of those books you know like get like entice them you know because niggas don't want to read these days you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) fast and slow really is about like the two different schools of thought that people have like the same type of way we have fast twitch muscles and slow twitch muscles the same thing those two schools of thought and how to take advantage of understanding that your mind is going to react without you thinking and with you thinking and in how to take advantage of both different schools of thought, if that makes sense. Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Okay, okay. Exactly what to say by Phil Jones is just really just like a, I mean, it says in the front, this is a dictionary of business success language. It, it really, it's just like a rebuttal and pitch. Uh, I, 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 dude, I must be dumb. I must be dumb. What do you mean by rebuttal and pitch? I'm dumb. Like, I'm dumb. Do you make it simple. Okay. So when mm-hmm. pitching your product, like the words that psych like psychology a brain will understand or accept so let me pull up one 
let me pull up the first. So the first one is, I'm not sure if this is for you, but basically what that's saying is if you start with, I'm not sure if this is for you, but the person will be more inclined to accept what you're saying because they're like, well, why wouldn't it be for me? If it's for them, why wouldn't Mm. it be for me? So they're immediately willing to listen to what you have to say. Just like little things like that. And that's like this whole, it's a super, super small book and every page is like super short. So people like me who don't like to read, but try to force themselves to read, this is a, this is a good one. And then the last one, this is the, what I was, I lifted this one for last. Cause this is like the thing that I was, what your question was like, what do you follow? And like, how do you, like, what were the things you looked up to? It was this book right here, seven havocs of highly effective people by Stephen R. Covey. It's mm-hmm, like it, mm-hmm. basically what every person who wants to be successful, what you should be trying to do to stay successful and to be successful. And he, what, am I, what, what should I be doing? Teach me. Don't leave me behind. Give, yeah, me, give me one at least. Jesus. Book. There's, it's, it's, it's too Your favorite one, book. your favorite one, your favorite one, favorite little thing, favorite little thing, please, please. Uh, I, I, I want to be learned. I like learning from my friends. Let's see. I'll just give you my favorite <laughs> habit. I'll give you it. There we go. Something like waking, just waking up, like setting, like what I was talking about earlier, like waking, like setting goals, making sure you stick to them and mm-hmm. making sure if you like strive, like you fall away from your goals, have a plan of action, how you're going to get back to those goals. So you know? planning for even, so, so planning to still be successful when the worst happens or are you, are you thinking about the worst? Like what, what, what are you trying oh, to tell oh. me? No, <laughs> no, definitely don't think about the worst. Definitely don't. You know what I mean? Because you manifest that. Because I, 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 I agree exactly. with what you were saying earlier. I don't never think you know? about the worst, but always have a plan of action as to what if something were to happen, how would I turn that into where I'm going to go? Backup plans. No, backup that's plans. no, that's absolute facts. It's absolute facts. Uh, Cause we always need backup plans, <laughs> but to go back to, <laughs> no, you know no, no, I mean? no, 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 you're, you're dummy. Correct. Like how I've even navigated through LA was definitely not how I envisioned it. I made the most out of every opportunity and I made sure that whatever situation I was in, I was going to be successful no matter what. I was like, yeah, being able to pivot. Being able to pivot. I worked in, when I first came out to LA, I was not a musician. I was do, just doing the social media thing. I, I I did the entertainment and new media law masters just because I thought, because I was doing social media management for other artists. I thought, okay, my my role being in the business side of things. Yeah. So I did the law, I did law school thing, hated my first, honestly, if it wasn't for COVID and the fact uh, everything became online, I probably would have failed out of school because honestly, two hours just listening to a dude brag about his best cases fucking sucks man mm. um yeah but being able to be in the comfortability of my home and logged in dude is a blessing for add but go moving <laughs> moving uh <laughs> these tangents he can't stop the kid can't stop didn't come here as a musician did the law school shit hated it i want i thought i was going to do the, again the business side so my day job was that i was a, an assistant talent agent to uh a commercial i was an assistant to a commercial agent in hollywood that should fucking suck dude you want to know how much i got paid an hour Guess, guess. Minimum wage? But guess the minimum wage. Trust, trust, no, guess. Se- what is seven, seven, eight, what is it, 789 or something like that? Oh, no, no, not or? bad. No, it's California, my bro. Oh, it was like $11, $11 an hour. $11, California, uh, better. In California. And, do, <laughs> bro, and like, I'm telling you, 
<laughs> nah, bro. And like when I tell you the situations that had to, that happened to me, uh, the car that my dad loaned out to me broke down on my first day there in the garage. Yeah, I was taking the I was taking the bus <laughs> there, making eleven dollars an hour. Found out found out my girl visited L.A. without telling me and seeing another guy. Bro. Yeah, I know that's on the podcast for the first time. Nobody's heard that. Nobody's heard that. I think it's the first time I kind of told you. I think I kind of told you the details before. You told me I a, little I told bit you a little bit, but I didn't hear this part about it. That's crazy. Bro. You were telling me she was on. Bro. Like she was doing some fuck shit, and you were over it, and that was. But that's that was the extent. I didn't know that's that's. Bro, bro, I'm I'm telling you, bro. The king <laughs> comes from trials and tribulations. That's um, why I have to put the king in the pronoun because, like, I I I, I pulled my shit out of the dirt, and I want to be and I want to be congratulated for that, bro. I'm like hero journey, nigga. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, but um, yeah, no. And then through that, I still kept to my mind. I was like, fuck it. Keep going, keep going. Quitting wasn't even in my head. I was just, every time I was in a situation, I kept telling myself, keep going. What I wanted was to be in a field where I could just be me and be successful in it to keep me on a certain path through like this fucking dark abyss of this fucking bullshit that was kind of fucking happening. And eventually that went on to meeting producers, meeting more people into music, realizing that I really did want to make music because it helped me fucking forget about the personal shit. And that's like, that's all, that's what life is. And that's what business is. And that's what, what you're doing is and you realize what works. You realize what doesn't, you double down on the things. that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's um? What's your what's your what do you see yourself doing in five years? What do you see yourself doing in ten years? And what do you see yourself doing in twenty years? Um, five years. I mean, within the next year, it's gonna be great because I mean, I'm, I'm sure you saw the the house pass cannabis to be federally legal. Smoke weed every it's day. Going to the Senate now. Pass like holy yeah. shit. My man is an investor. You hear that shit, yo? <laughs> this man is planning for the best possible fucking outcome. Have this fucking mindset. The Xander mindset. Mindset, Mr. Tin Man, let's go. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy, bro. Do you see yeah. my eyes fucking light up at that shit? I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, this nigga about to get racked. Kill them all, bro. Kill them all. Kill them all. Yo, Yo <laughs> jump on that wave, bro. But go on. I'm hyped about that, but it barely passed in the house. Oh, we'll shit. See what happens in the Senate. 220 to 204. But it's inevitable. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this it's will not, eventually happen. Even if it does pass. So it's, it's yeah. within a year, if not five years, cannabis will be full, like fully legal nationwide. And that'll be a big jump for us because cannabis sales are going up. Packaging sales will go up for it. Selling the troubles. That's what we're trying to do, you know? Do you think it's going to be a Republican or a Democrat who's going to do it? Low key, I think a Republican. I was about to say. The Republicans to save, to to save him for shock value the world is all about shock value now it, it i think elon Musk said it the most comical outcome will always be it was this quote like the most the most comical or the most like fi- i have to I, you're I on a computer it, bro look it up look it up, up look it up I'm looking up right now yeah I'll, I'll blabber while while you're looking that up because um <laughs> Any president that legalizes weed will win again. I don't. It's such an easy thing. Good things take time. What a load of fucking bullshit! But I, yeah. I, I'm off my soapbox. Here, Did here, you find the quote? Yeah, here, here it is. It's. Uh, I think he says the most entertaining outcome. My computer's loading slow as shit. Obviously, the most entertaining outcome is the most likely. That's what he said. And that I, it's so su- it's super true. The most en- entertaining outcome is the most likely, and that's what the world is about nowadays. Exactly what you were saying, like the Will Smith slap, like the yeah. Will Smith slap. Literally, we're reality jumped the bandwagon. I don't Yo, know. I mean, CERN's up to some crazy shit, bro. <laughs> Jumping timelines and shit. <laughs> 
No, but I I, uh, I, th- I think you're right. I think I think it'll be a, a, a Republican just for shock value, and that's going to spark a crazy, crazy boom. And uh, who knows what will end up happening after cannabis goes legal? But I think it's going to be incredible for every state. I mean, it it, it brings in billions of dollars. I, f- I forgot what it brought in last year to Colorado, but billions of dollars to the state. That, that's there. That's the Colorado's main source of income. So it'd be cool to see what happens there. Our, we're we're really excited to see what happens with the packaging sales. We're trying to get in now, trying to plant our foot in the door so that we're established come fully federal legal, legalization. And then also we really want to work yeah. on bringing manufacturing to the United States. This is like 10 year Ten-year plan. Wait, manufacturing is not in the United States. I didn't know. No, this. it is. I mean, it is. It's definitely in the United States, but it's. I mean, mm. we a lot of our manufacturing is done in China or Taiwan or a lot of the Asian countries. Uh, the Yugoslavian countries do a lot of manufacturing for us. I mean, Russia used to do a lot of manufacturing in different plastics and things like that. So, oh wait, are you boycotting Russia too? No, you're not. No, 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 way. no, no, no. Just it's difficult to do business in any type of capacity with Russia because I don't want sanctions. Where do you see yourself in twenty years to end out this business part? Me closing deals and and uh, doing some other stuff and having like a, a built out sales team that will do the the day to day ops. <laughs> well, you what, okay? Then what's the what's the what are you be doing personally? Are you gonna be flying up to space like Bezos? What's up? All right, guys. Uh, due to some technical difficulties uh god damn it recording but uh we lost the last 30 minutes of this podcast so again i'm gonna have to bring it back a little bit short so i'm gonna have xander here in a bit to uh record the outro to re-record the outro um he was saying some really great stuff we caught up about in terms uh what we what we lost essentially was him talking about how sociology benefit how the sociology degree benefited him uh the discourse eventually brought it back down to the fact that ludicrous that people only learn critical thinking in college because of that that the science of how people work is one of the most important sciences because you deal with people every single day and that's how it makes you an empathetic better person in the world and the world you're traversing every single day uh asked him the question of how politics affects him personally and you know he brought he brought up the fact uh that he especially with his, in terms of his business in terms of being somebody who uh, helps manufacturers and se- and sends all these products? Geopolitics is very integral to his business because he, when it comes to uh, dealing with things like Russia or China, those connected with their relationship with the USA greatly affects his business because he is a U.S. based company. Uh, he he is a U.S. based business owner um, that deals internationally. That's what that's what we lost the last recording. There was some catch up. There was some laughs. And um, I'm so sorry we lost a little bit of that content, but don't worry. I'm sure there's going to be no mistakes next week. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, we don't know. Da, 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 da. Well, that was a great fucking show, Xander. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to have these niggas pretending that I fucking uh, all this last year. Yeah. Yes, guys. Yes, guys. I had to re-record because I fucked up the audio. I don't know what happened. So, Xander, one more time. Can you please uh, give your plugs and your social media? um and all that noise where, where do people can find you yes my my social xander chambers x-a-n-d-e-r chambers and uh on instagram and uh check out my boy huddy huddy the kid he's going to be opening for made in tokyo um i'm 420 at boulder theater so tickets are on sale now go check them out go peep that and uh, also check out my business, Allegar Corp, A-L-E-G-A-R, 
dot corp c-o-r-p let's go let's go um and before i tell you to head out here xanders thank you so much for to come back to re-record the outro yeah uh can i get a quick uh stay fresh y'all to my people stay fresh y'all hey stay fresh stay fresh <laughs> all right all right now we're done now we're done right. god damn it oh <laughs> jesus all right tell the girlfriend i said hi and have a have a I good will, have a good will. weekend bro talk to you, you talk to you soon. talk soon this is this is